Welcome to Champs in the Making, the Pokemon Bracket Podcast where we admire the qualities of every one of uh, these these creatures crafted by Game Freak and Nintendo. Things could get a little freaky in here tonight because it is episode 69. We are on matchup 169 as we take pairs of Pokemon into a steamy dark room and Find out who mm-hmm. tops and who bottoms. Mm-hmm. Well, I, my I, name is. <laughs> I was gonna say nice, but now I don't want to. <laughs> no, you have to. You legally have to say nice. <laughs> my, my name is Jay. I use he they pronouns. You may know me from this show or other ones on the Moonshot Network. I'm joined by Audrey. Uh, I'm Audrey. I use she, they pronouns. You know me from either Pot of Greedy, Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast, or Prime Cuts, the Transformers podcast. I'm also joined by Caro. I'm Caro. Uh, I've I've been on episodes of Riley Hopkins and, the, and their amazing friends, and uh, this this is certainly an energy we're bringing to this stream. This <laughs> and I'm joined by Marn. <laughs> Hello, I'm Marn. I co-host the Argonauts podcast and Dead Teen House Party, and I use she, her pronouns. Beautiful, beautiful. It's lovely to have you all. I'm about to start this uh, 30-minute timer to make sure we stay on track, because even on episode 69, we have work to do. Uh, can this we, one... have, we have work to do. Yes, can yes. this one be uh, like 34 and a half minutes? So it's half of 69. <laughs> You know what? It definitely can. I'll edit it down. Great. It'll be fine. Our our first matchup, we are coming in hot because we have Wooper, the the the, the playful little mud skipper fellow versus Metagross. Uh uh Metagross. Well, I can't keep doing this voice up for the full episode, but I'll try my best. Kara, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you. No worries, no worries. I think we can all agree. Metagross, great design, really well constructed, you know, great in in Pokemon battles. Had a really great run, but it's time to yeah. uh, put it to rest and and let the let the, the the champion move on. Absolutely not. I'll fucking kill you. Oh, really? Let's uh let's let's talk about this. <laughs> so much for ASMR. <laughs> Listen, this could be someone's... Listen, I assume every episode of any podcast I've ever made is ASMR to someone. Um, (laughs) Now, if regular Wooper doesn't necessarily tickle your fancy, Paldean Wooper might, because it lives in poisonous mud and made of poop, if poop stuff is your thing. (laughs) I keep saying things that make this bit harder to keep up. Please, someone else fucking talk. (laughs) Uh, I mean, Wooper, the thing I love about Wooper here, actually, I'm going to crinkle this packet of uh, COVID tests while I talk here. The thing that I really like about Wooper is that there's never been a Pokemon that has looked more like its name. Like, yeah, that's a Wooper. You look at that and it's like, toe to tip. That's a Wooper. That's a Wooper, all right. I couldn't imagine it being anything else. I, I'm, I think I'm on the side of Wooper here. I love that little guy. I love that he's an axolotl. I think it's just a really good, simplistic Pokemon design. I know it's basically one of those Pokemon that's like, that's just the animal, but a different color. But you know what? 
I think it works, and I like that it's shiny I, as pink. I, even then, it, it's it's in some ways more versatile than the real animal. It, ha- it have little feet. It can walk on land. Axolotl, uh, I don't know if Axolotl can walk on land, but certainly not with two doofy little feet. Metagross, great design. Like yes. I said, I, I love this shiny that you've posted in the chat, which mm-hmm. is... Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, I think the silver and gold are usually, you know, you don't want to, to mix your silver and your gold metals together, but I think in this particular instance, uh, it works. And, you know, the, the core design with, you know, you've got the blue, you've got the steel, you've got the, the dark red eyes, I, I think visually very striking, um, and, and it works as a natural extension of, you know, the, the, the entirety of that line, which I think we've talked about in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great guy, but it just doesn't stand up against this uh, this funky little funky little amphibious fellow right here. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. Also, I really like that um, for um, Pooper that um, it's uh, antennae are like crossbones. It's for, a yeah, the fact that it's for it's, because it's yes. poison type. That's really mm-hmm. good to me. It, it's, it's truly a got pirate. Somewhere. Sorry, now I, it's I, a I little really pirate. Like Tapping on the side of this can here now as I talk. Yes, <laughs> actually, I, I was gonna, I was gonna join you in the ASMR department to, uh, to, to demonstrate. So here, here's what Metagross sounds like. I don't know if that's audible. I'm tapping on the can of beer I'm drinking. And now it is. Yes, I'm this not is bad ASMR. <laughs> here's what Whooper sounds like. <laughs> And so there's that for your consideration. <laughs> where, where that takes us, I, who knows? I do think that Wooper is a very simplistic design, but I think it's such an expressive mm, design yes. also. Its face is so versatile. Like, it's always making different expressions. And I feel like that's one of the things that just endears it's me very strongly it- to Wooper. It's mid. It's mid whoop. It's going to be a there's, looper for I, me. There's an audio yeah, file you can loop of people here. saying it's mid whoop over and over. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I think you're right because whooper can make many expressions without much facial work. Metagross really just has the one. Mm-hmm. I. Mm-hmm. I want yeah, to celebrate exactly. Metagross, uh, and I have before. I remember me and Andrew standing very strongly for it in round one. I'm happy to see it here. Metagross is very cool as a pseudo-legendary, epic, big, strong Pokemon. Uh, a big, strong boy that isn't just a dragon. It's a unique, weird thing they made. And, you know, we all need a little spice like that in our lives. Uh, however, I do think it falls in the face of Wooper. Wooper is my vote as well. And with that unanimous vote, Wooper moves, moves on. Wooper moves on. There's your Wooper moving on ASMR. Now it's time for the next stage. Audrey. Yes. Would you be so kind as to let the listeners know who our next matchup is? Okay. Our next matchup is Sneasel and Silicobra. Sneasel, a classic little Gen 2 fella. It's got claws. It's got that bright red feather in its cap or in its ear, and then you have that Galarian form that's worse-looking colors, I would argue, but still kind of fine. That's or not, not Galarian. That's not Galarian, that's, uh, right? That's he's, a... he's Huyen. And then you have Silicobra, a snake that's wide at the top. 
I think this is legitimately the first time I'm seeing Silicobra and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Gut reaction, not a fan. I'm, yeah. <laughs> tell, tell me. Yeah, I'm going to be completely honest here. It t- doesn't t- tell, do a lot tell me for what's me. putting you off about it. I, I don't disagree in the slightest, it, but tell me your feelings. It kind of looks like a sperm. Mm, okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Episode how, 69. How appropriate. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't like. I there's there's something and it's because of the eyelids that and the placement on the eyelids but they look like ears and it looks more like a dog than a snake i agree with that completely and i don't Mm, like mm, that it just mm -hmm, seems mm -hmm. like an abomination against god i think i think i agree with that it's a sword and shield pokemon and maybe the single least memorable one of the lot uh meanwhile sneasel is a handsome little guy Steezel can kind of just do anything. Uh, it gets a cool evolution later. I like that. It's got big claw. I like that. There's an interesting thing with it where its its sprite has changed color over time. There was, I can't get a sprite that works of this, but there was a point where it, it's it's uh, ear feathers were blue and not red. But either way, it's it's a, it's an enjoyable little guy. Yeah. Oh, in, in interesting. The original Gen Two sprite art. I know that a lot of people did not like uh, the new form of Sneasel in Legends, but I really like I really like it. I like okay. the color palette a lot. I think the the like muted purples are really good. I I do notice that Caro has uh, <laughs> has sent a picture of very Blaze good, the cat <laughs> in comparison. Um, I I do appreciate that, and this was not intentional, but the the poses of these two characters are are also pretty identical. Holy shit, you're right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's very true. I don't know what to say about that other than that it's very true. I, yeah, I think it's Sneasel for me. I think I think Dark and Ice is cool. It's also an OG dark type. It's one of the, the first dark types they made, and it looks like a dark type. It looks like a a little fucking asshole. And I, I you know, sometimes sometimes that's a good thing. And when I look at that, I think that's a mischievous little asshole I, I would like to have around. Sneasel is a scamp. And sometimes you've got to love a scamp. I don't know what more to say. Is that everyone for Sneasel then? Yeah. Also, isn't in like PLA, isn't Sneasel like a long-armed gibbon, like popular girl? It evolves into a human woman. Yes. It just Mm -hmm. evolves Mm -hmm. into a a, a tall creature with uh, long claws named Sneasler. Who humiliates you by putting you in a box. Yes, yes, there's a little humiliation in there. So, you know, if you're into that, great. You could also evolve it into Weavile, which is just kind of a little gremlin. So if that's the energy you want, you've got options. Uh, and either way, those options are yours because Sneasel is moving on. Caro, tell us who we have next, please. Up next is Geodude versus Toxicity. Toxtricity. I always get that mispronounced. I'm grabbing photos of our, our friends here. I love. Okay, I I I am gonna be the toxicity stand in chat. I love toxicity. It was on my most recent competitive team. It is so valuable and versatile competitively. I love its design. I think it's one of like the strongest reptilian Pokemon. I love that it has two different like forms 
Um, and I love, th- I love that it's just like a punk rock lizard. It's so cool. I think I'm with you on this one. Now. And it fucks competitively. Geodude, great. You know, iconic design. Like you're, you're not. You know, you think of your your Pokemon. You just start rattling off the top of your your head. Geodude is is probably going to be within you know top top 20, 12, top twenty of that list. Very you know iconic, but I don't know. There's something real punk about this design. Toxtricity is just very very charming. Toxtricity also has an awesome uh, Gigantamax form where it has a radio tower on its back. The best Gigantamax form in Sword and Shield, some might argue. Yes, I, it's, I, it's I a giant kaiju yes. with a radio tower. I love that about it. I love that it's two different forms, uh, the way they move. One is, and even the way they're designed, one is a guitar player and the other is a bass guitar player. You know mm-hmm. that because they both have a different number of... Uh, purple ovals on their chest that they strum like instruments and the typical bass guitar has four strings so the blue one plays the bass i think that's very fun yes it, it does summon a guitar it does attacks with uh in that gigantamax form we should talk about geodude though because you have said geodude is a classic little guy uh it, it, it does say geodude when i geodude i kind of feel the same way i do about whooper where i'm like yeah that is a Geodude. Clo- open and shut. The book is closed. What more do you need to know? Uh, oh, wait. There's one more thing to know. It's a Lolan Geodude, who is rock electric type and has really big eyebrows. And I've got to say, uh, as someone who grew up with weirdly large eyebrows for the size of my face, that speaks to me. <laughs> it's, it's not just a boulder Squidward. It's a rock. Audrey, I haven't heard from you, and as, as the yeah. non-newer games player, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, so um, I haven't played Sword and Shield, but um, Toxtricity had such a widely beloved design that I certainly saw a lot of it. Marnews mm-hmm. is one, right? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. It's a g- good design. Like, Geodude is great. Geodude's one of the first pokemon you're going to encounter probably especially if you're old like me um and we're playing red as a child uh, or still they still show up extremely commonly in the newer games they're, they're in every man yeah so you know there's like some quick bonding to that um i like where geodude's line can go i think it's interesting to have uh you know geodude is one of the four gen ones that needed to be traded uh, to get mm. to the final evolution, which I never did because I didn't have friends. Um, it's too much work. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was just not getting a link cable. Are you kidding me? Um, but <laughs> now that we have Wi-Fi, it's not as big an issue, I guess. But <laughs> back in the day, you needed to buy a whole separate uh, accessory. And it's just like, no, I'm not bothering mm. with that. Um, but Toxtricity is just really cool. Yeah. Yeah, like, if th- there's not a ton, I, I I generally like the Sword and Shield Pokemon. There's not a ton that I would I would immediately go to as like, no, I want this to win over something else. Mm-hmm, Toxtricity mm-hmm. is in that small camp. It's in there with uh, Phalanx and a couple other guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I can't. This this lizard's too powerful for me not to vote for. <laughs> it sounds like Yet another uh, unanimous. The, 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 the inf- yeah, the, 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 the chord is struck, the, the 
the the band is playing. The music sounds beautiful. Toxtricity moves on. Marn, whoa, I'm sorry. First, we we need to talk about uh, what would be our next matchup. Uh, Giraffery versus Machoke would be our next matchup. However, uh, Giraffarig won. Um, can someone who remembers the details better than me explain the circumstances of that? Yes. So um, for the moon landing, one of the things that we said that we were going to do, at least internally, um, was that we were going to strike a Pokemon from the losing team off of the champs bracket. Um, and for people who watched the moon landing or participated in it may remember that the actual final match was Arceus versus Arceus. <laughs> um, so we didn't end up actually doing that, but we, we chose one at random from the semifinals from uh, Andrew's match versus Jeff Stormer. Um, and all of the teams are randomly generated by Pokemon Showdown and we just kind of chose one at random that was still in the bracket and hadn't already been taken out of round two. So we chose Machoke. Um, and we said, you know what? Let's let Girafferig have a bye. So Girafferig, uh, auto wins this match and gets a bye on to Which, round three. You know, we can take Giraffe a moment to say, my, my, my choice. Anyway. Yeah. I think that, that, that yes, is please. the correct yeah. call. Yeah. Girafferig whips. It's a good Pokemon. Giraffric whips. I like I like that it I like any Pokemon with a second face on its tail. Shout out to mm-hmm, Wobbuffet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um Machoke is just a guy, and longtime listeners to this podcast will know how I feel po- about Pokemon that are just a guy. Uh now, Marn, on that note, would you please uh tell people what our next matchup is? Yes, our next matchup is Dustox <laughs> versus Pidove. So this is Dustox, right? It's not even a fucking contest. Yeah. Well, well, this is hard for me because I like I like Pidove, but I think this mashup specifically it would have to yeah. be Dustox. Tasteless. What is there to like, like about Pidove? I'm, I'm I will not bully you on episode sixty nine, an episode of <laughs> mutual affection. But I I must know what you like about Pidove. I I just love a You've pigeon. You've gotta thing. love a pigeon. <laughs> What's wrong with the pigeon? That's understandable. I've got to love a moth, which is why Dustox uh, yeah. dusts my yeah. heart. I think dust for me. Dustox uh, lucked out on this mm. one because I think there are only so many that I would choose it over. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I do think I do think just like from a design standpoint, it is more interesting. That's mm-hmm. literally Pidove is literally just a pigeon. It's just yeah, a it's bird. Just, it's just a pigeon. I have no understanding of how it even got this far. There are there are some matchups. There are some round two matchups that I think Dustox would lose, mm-hmm. and there are some round two matchups that I think Pidov would win. Sure, but I I don't think that in in this situation either of those things happens. My my yeah. vote lies with Dustox. I, I I like Dustox. I, I I like its pat. I like its wing shape. I like a lot of things about it. And today those wings will be carrying it uh, high aloft. Our next matchup we have Togepi. <laughs> versus Probopath. I didn't grab images before posting that, so... This is a hard one. Visual aid. Is it? I, I can't tell if that was sarcastic or not. A little bit. I, I actually... I like Probopath. <laughs> I, I don't... I don't I, hate Probopath. I am certainly willing to hear arguments for Probopath. I don't hate Probopath. I think I just like Nosepass more. Yeah. I mean, mm. Nosepass is mm. superior, but that's a that's a whole ass Mr. Potato Head. Come on, <laughs> that is very true. I do like its little Easter Island heads that levitate out around it. 
I also like that when I look at Probopass, I want to press its head down and see what happens because it looks like a big that is a button up top yeah yeah it uh oh god it looks like something out of double dare (laughs) you know there was definitely a nose that like shot out slime snot in Mm -hmm. double dare and one of the physical Mm -hmm. things this is like i've dated myself so frequently in this episode but in these episodes but yeah if you don't remember lots of slime on nickelodeon I'm in a different generation than you, probably. No, no, no. I, I'm with you. I think it does look very much like something that would shoot Nickelodeon slime out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a positive think... or a negative for you? Well, <laughs> gotta ask. given given some things that have come to light about Nickelodeon recently. Ah, that's a valid mm. point. No further questions, yeah. Your Honor. I do. I do also love though that Probopass is. Um, a feminist and re- re- refusing to shave its bush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there are not there are not a lot of Pokemon that have you know facial hair or or hair in 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 that particular way. And I think there are not you know there's there's not that many, and there are even fewer that pull it off. And I don't think Probopass pulls it off. But you do have to respect somebody for trying, you, you do. know? It also has geese for years, which I think is very important. No, those are its little guys. Those float out and do stuff for it. They, like, float out around it and attacks. I know, but it's still, like, is It ears. is kind of geese for ears. I, you know what? It does look like the entitled Goose Game Goose now that I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. Bizarre. But uh, also it's like... going against Togepi, so, yeah. You know. <laughs> I, I would like to talk yeah. about yeah. the egg at this time. Uh, the the egg is upon us. We must observe it. Um, I think so. So there is. I I don't know if y'all know this, but uh, back when Pokemon was first being franchised, there was talk about. Uh, originally, Pikachu wasn't going to be the big mascot Pokemon. It was going to be Clefairy, and uh, you know, it, it's often now thought like, oh, it, it probably maybe it wouldn't have gone as well if Clefairy had been the mascot. Uh, maybe that maybe mm. it wouldn't have hit the same kind of power. I feel the same way about Togepi being the first Generation 2 Pokemon that people really got to see and be familiar with in the anime. Uh, I think that Togepi is a very distinct little guy. I think we've had discussion about, like, looking at a Pokemon and just kind of saying, that's just a cute little guy. Is like, that's a good starting point, but if that's your whole case, maybe we should talk more. That is my starting point with Togepi, but I feel like it is... One, the fact that it's in an egg, that egg was a mystery in the anime back in the day. Classic stuff. We love to see it. But two, then it pops out and it's just kind of this weird little, weird little fellow where you don't necessarily know what it's going to evolve into. And then it evolves into this weird little puberty bird that much later got an evolution into uh, Togekiss, one of my favorite Gen 4 Pokemon. It's just a big fat jetliner. I love that for it. Uh, Togepi, I think, is just a very distinct design. There's not a lot of other baby Pokemon that quite look like it, even though there are plenty of others that are just little round things with stubby limbs. I think it brings something a little unique to the table. I think it's cute. I want to hang out with it. In the Pokemon Adventures manga, uh, the gold and silver protagonist gets one and makes it become addicted to gambling. And that's very funny. Is it? (laughs) Yes. Definitively yes. Okay. I mean, so Togepi, there's like a handful of Pokemon that have an obvious leg up on some of the other ones just because they are featured Pokemon within the anime. Um, 
which means that they have like a lot of lore that you get to see um, sure. go along with them. So and I'm not you, trying to lean only mm-hmm. on that with Togepi. Right, but I, I'm just saying that like we get to learn. Oh my god. <laughs> It's really That's good. That's so angry. Oh it's it's so really angry. good. It's always angry. It um, later evolves and stays in the chat. angry. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, having watching, again, you know, as Jay just mentioned, watching Misty sort of go through and have this egg. And then the, the way that, like, the central role that Togebi plays in, like, the second season <laughs> or, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, of, of Pokemon and how... You know, there's even a, a bit where Team Rocket's like, actually, forget about Pikachu. This thing rules. Um, yes. This thing's crazy strong. And the idea of metronome as a, a move. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was its, like, signature move back in the day. Yeah. Right? Wasn't that only right. it had that? Yeah, it was it was it was something that only Togepi had. Metronome is a wild move. It's I love metronome. It's it's a really cool move. It's and nice. like it's the way it is used both in the game and in the anime, I think leads to really funny things happening. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean, Togepi's Togepi's like great. And again, it has like the same thing in the previous episode that I was talking about with Meryl, um, where mm-hmm. it had that sort of like ARG element to it of being like a secret Pokemon um, yeah. that yeah, hadn't that, made it true. into Gen 1. Um, very true. And uh, so there's there's that layer of it as well. There's a lot lot to like about Togepi. There's there is, there is. I don't, I don't know if I have anything else to add. I guess the one thing I will add is, you know, we've talked about the visual design here. Mm-hmm. You've got to love... You know, just a classic primary color scheme. Mm-hmm. You've got yeah. the ye- yellow, you've got the red, you've got the blue. None of them is overpowering the others. It It's cohesive. Yeah, um, a- absolutely. It's just easy on the eyes. It's great to look and, at. And, and also, too, it, it's it's simplistic but distinct. Like, there's no other Pokemon. Yes. Like, it has a distinct look within Pokemon of that simple primary color scheme. It also tells you, like, what eggs look like in Pokemon before you even see them in the games. Like, th- it informs something about the Pokemon world in a way that I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Probopass is cool. Are unanimous? Yeah, I think, I, uh, Probopass is cool. I think it's, you know, the Gen 4 new evolutions are cool. It's one of my least favorite of those, but I have nothing against it. But Togepi's just such a guy, it's gotta be Togepi. Yeah, I mm-hmm. wanted to extol on, uh, Probopass's virtues, but I, my no, vote is still for, going to Togepi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you for doing yeah. that, because it, it was extremely worthwhile, I think. Audrey, who do we have next here? Oh, okay. Uh, we have Larvesta versus Delibird. Two Pokemon that I cannot believe made it past round one. Two sort of diametrically opposed Pokemon, honestly, in terms of typing. Mm-hmm. Fire Insect versus uh, Ice Flying. <sighs> For me, I, I suppose that is that is kind of how it lined up. For me, yeah. I think this is a clear shot to Delibird, a Pokemon I don't even Same. love that much. Yeah. Uh, Larvesta is nothing to me. I, yeah. I love Volcarona. Volcarona is a great Pokemon. It's one yeah. of my favorites. But Larvesta as a pre-evolution does absolutely nothing for me. Whereas Delibird is such a fun fellow. Uh, listen, mm-hmm. I'm going to come out here and say it. None of the larval Pokemon are interesting. That's that's a, a very valid uh, read on the situation. I mean, Caterpie's cute, but none of them are like particularly... Purple. 
Wurple's pretty all right. Wurple's pretty good. Eh, eh. I kind of like Weedle, but I think I just used to draw it a lot because it was simple shapes and I was a tiny child. None of these designs do anything for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, Larvesta probably does the most just because it has the most involved design, but like... It it does have a little hood. I do kind of like its little hood. And I like, yeah, I like Mm -hmm. that it has like the corona coming off of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's it's i don't i don't i don't care i love all my pokemon equally earlier that day i don't care for larval forms <laughs> i think you know to go back to what we were saying last you know last matchup um you look at the color patterns here and and larvesta is it's a little all over the place, you know? Mm-hmm. You've got the brown of the the abdomen. You've got the orange little bits coming off of the corona. You've got the white, you know, the, the hoodie. You've got the blue eye. It it doesn't feel cohesive. Um, it, it, it just feels a little bit, um, a little bit, a little bit less, you know, less polished in that way. Sometimes. Um, whereas I look at Delibird and, you know, you see that red, you see that yellow. It's it's very clean. Yeah, um, and, and so, you've got to love a clean design. Sometimes you get a Pokemon that is clearly that was clearly designed later in order to be the pre-evolution for a Pokemon that was designed earlier and with more intent. And I, I think Larvesta is definitely one of those where it was drawn at the last minute because they needed something to evolve into Volcarona, and that's kind of it. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I don't I don't. Like, Delibird is not a Pokemon that I devote a lot of time to thinking about in my day-to-day life, but, like, looking at it, it's it's a good design. It's a yeah. fine Pokemon. I would never use it in the game because present is a weird move, but looking at it, I think I like looking at it. I like that yeah. there's a Christmas Pokemon. It sounds like Delibird moves I... forward. Yes? Oh, Kara, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I just want to flag, I'm again looking at the uh, the Bulbapedia page, and according to this, uh, the, the implications that um, Santa Claus owns a Delibird and yes. exists in the Pokemon universe. This is true. Um, I'm not sure if we talked about this last time that Delibird came through, but just want to flag that uh, that, that also raises some very interesting uh, metaphysical implications have, about well, uh, the lore. Have you not heard about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Antler? <laughs> I don't think I have. No, I can't say I have. Yeah. Santa always yeah. gives his Pokemon nicknames to his <laughs> nine Stantlers. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. And this Christmas, uh, those Stantlers will be pulling along maybe this fairy uh, Delibird in their sleigh. Delibird moves on. Carol, one last matchup here for us. Can you please introduce us to our final matchup of this very oh, special Oh, dang. Episode? Our oh, final matchup Mary. this evening which is maybe going to be... We'll, we'll see how it goes. This is Trico up against Shellos. This is hard. This is a very easy one for me. No, sorry. It's Please. Trico. Okay, Audrey. So I feel like the starters are always like very um, contentious. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm. a lot of that is because there's only so many like water, fire, and... Um, Grass. grass adjacent did you forget uh, what like type animals? trico was for a minute audrey no i just forgot words in general that's okay <laughs> there isn't a word and, type yet understandable yeah. um listen i have many many diseases in my arms um <laughs> uh 
I got uh, double take backs it, today. Ta- <laughs> ah, a, a, a terraform poison type, I see. Please continue. Yeah. So I feel like the starters are, are always contentious, and it's because there's only so many things that you can sort of do with monotyping in particular, which is how the starters were for a very long time. Um, mm-hmm. Now we're getting some interesting things with duo typing, but mm-hmm. um, like he's a, a gecko that's on a tree. Mm-hmm. It's grass. It's perfect. Like perfect name. His design is great. Um, okay. <laughs> that That's fan art, but there's a lot of canon art of Trico uh, posing. Like Trico was, uh, at the time, in the anime, I remember posed as, this is the sassy starter Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Ash had one, and it, like, put a stick in its mouth and would hang out at trees and be too cool for people. That was I kind really of its vibe. It. And that was a very fun amount of character for it to have. Yeah. I just, I, I, I think that you... You look at Trico and you're like, yeah, that's a Trico. Like, I understand what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also has good evolutions. Definitely. IMO. Perfect evolutions, I would argue. Grovile, yeah. iconic. Have you played the DS Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games? Then you love Grovile. So, for me, it's... And again, like, I haven't played a game with Shellos in it. Yeah. Uh, I did not... I skipped Diamond and Pearl. Ah, so I've it. played... I have played Red... Crystal, uh, Sapphire, Black, and then I have, but I've not played X and um, okay, and uh, uh, Brilliant Diamond. So if you ever do play Brilliant Diamond, you will run into these little fellows. I, yeah, uh, I, I I do like show. I, I I will say I am probably leaning as a big Gen three person. I will probably lean with you to Trico inevitably, but uh. I do like the Shellos is a lot. A fun fact for you about Shellos: originally, it was going to be in Ruby and Sapphire. It was going to be a Gen three Pokemon, but uh, they decided oh, there were too okay. many water types. Uh, oh, interesting! A fact that uh, uh, an idea that no one has ever said before, and so it's a funny, new, and interesting thing to say on this podcast. Too much water in Gen three, uh, but uh, it, it was held so it could go into. I, I, I so the deal with Shellos is it has the two forms. Uh, in Sinnoh, you've got this region that is bisected by a giant mountain. And on one side of that mountain, you'll find shellos that are pink. And on the other, you'll find ones that are blue. Uh, and I think that's a neat idea. I wish that other games would introduce shellos that looked different ways. They all just use the West Sea shellos from this. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think originally, when it was going to be Ruby and Sapphire, it was just the pink one, and they made the blue one later, if memory serves. And I just think that's interesting. I I really like Shellos. I have one on my main team in a in Legends Arceus. Um, I think they're really versatile in terms of like typing and what you can do with them. My one thing is that I like their evolution. I like Gastrodon a lot more. Yeah, um, Gastrodon is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. but I do um, know Gastrodon, and I do like Gastrodon. Yes. Okay. I do want to say something really fast. What fucking clown put Probopass through the bracket instead of Gastrodon? Wait, in what, round really? one, really? Yeah, really, really. All right, 
fuck it. Decidueyes off. Ho-O's off. Get Gastrodon back on the bracket. Extra life 2022. No, Champ 69J is leaving. Loud J is back. Bring Gastrodon back to Champs this October at Extra Life. Twitch.tv slash Moonshot Network. Martin, please continue. No, yeah, literally for real. I need everyone who uh, who does the champs incentive at uh, at Extra Life to vote for Gastrodon because this is just um, this is just clown behavior. <laughs> is this episode going to be out before? Yes. The, the yes. Extra Life. Yep. Yes. Yes. Okay. And everyone, it's, it's, it's an important advice. It's an important call to arms. We have to get Gastro. I'm legitimately so mad now. <laughs> I didn't know that. I feel like I was Will on be- that episode too, and I'm so mad. So here's a question: mm-hmm. Will it be out off of Patreon? I before believe Extra Life? it will be out either publicly, either the week before Extra Life or the week of Extra Life. Oh, boy. So we timed Close this quite enough. nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We have timed. We didn't even know what we were timing, but we timed it well. And here I thought I was going to be a pundit for a ho-o because of what you clowns did to ho-o the other week. Anyway, we must proceed. I think I'm with you, Martin, that I like Shellos, but I like Gastrodon more. Um, yes. Shellos is fine. I think, you know, the the that two different colors idea is cool, but... Trico just Trico marks a point where as much as I love Ruby and Sapphire and Emerald um at that point they were still sometimes struggling to figure out how to like communicate a lot of character in some Pokemon designs they're there with some of them I mean they're there in Gen 2 and Gen 1 with some of them but there are some kinds of character that are harder for them to communicate until later and Trico is just a really fun one is just this like too cool for school starter Pokemon. Uh, And I like that about it a lot. I also want to give props to Trico for the obvious influence it had in one of my uh, favorite Pokemon, Snivy. Sure, Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You can see a really clear, direct lineage between between those two. It's also the first bipedal uh, grass-type starter Pokemon. It was kind of the first time they said, let's have the grass-type one be the cool one. Mm Mm-hmm. They're all cool, but, like, I feel like there was a, a concerted effort to be like, all right, we've never had a cool grass-type starter. This grass-type starter is going to cross its arms and Tor- smoke cigarettes. I think Torchic is the bad boy of the Pokemon universe. Oh, listen, I agree with you, but just not, but, but Trico <laughs> Not Blaziken, it not Combuskin, Torchic. specifically. No yeah. arms, no regrets, is what Torchic has to say. <laughs> Carol, I do yeah. really like the teenager photo shoot you put in the group chat about Trico. Yeah. You posted this picture of, of Trico posing, mm-hmm. and I was just like, yeah, this this reminds me of the teenager who who turned 13 and and is holding up this this photo of the word preteen and it's crossed out. Amazing. Damn, bro, just have a bar mitzvah like the rest of us. But yeah, I, I, I never even used Trico in my Gen 3 days. I was a Mudkip or Torchic person, but I like Trico a lot, and I think I'm I'm going Trico over Shellos. Yeah, Trico, I... Trico, Trico, Trico. Yeah, I think I'll go Trico. Yeah, I mean, all of our other matches have been unanimous, and I don't, <laughs> I have no dog in this fight, but I will go with Trico just to, to a... make this... An episode with the full clean sweep. This is a great crew. None of us disagree with each other. We're all we're all here on episode sixty nine. United. We're in this. We're 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 here to have good, pleasant times, and that's and that's what we've had. 
Trico. Six- yes. Oh, I was just going to say 60 nighted. <laughs> 60. And hey, I'm so glad you did. Trico <laughs> moves on. And that does it for episode 69 of Champs in the Making. Oh, Audrey, Caro, Marn, thank you so much for joining me. This has been great. It's so nice to break uh, the ASMR voice, which was very challenging to do for 35 <laughs> minutes. Uh, thank you so much. You can find, uh, if you are listening to this podcast on the public feed, hey, you should think about tossing us a couple bucks on the Moonshot Podcast Network feed if you can. Uh, and if you do, you'll get this show early. You also get stuff like Once Missed Wonders, a podcast about movies where uh, we look at ones we ain't done, gone, watched, and we get around to it. Uh, I think this one will be releasing in October. We don't know what the October episode will be by then, but uh, we know that in September we will be releasing an episode on the movie Ghost, so you can go and listen to that. And several others like Wrath of Khan and some other great stuff. Uh, lots of other good stuff on the Moonshot Patreon. Follow us on Twitch if you haven't at uh, twitch.tv slash moonshotnetwork. That's all that stuff. Um, hey, Audrey, where can people find you? Uh, hey, I'm Audrey. Uh, you can find me on Tumblr and Twitter at Optimum on Prime. Yeah, sorry, I should say non-ASMR Audrey. Non-ASM Audrey. Hey, non-ASMR Kara, where can people find you? Yeah, it's been Kara. You can find me on the internet at C-Excursion, spelled S-E-A Excursion. Fabulous. Hey, non-ASMR Mart. Hey, non-ASMR ASMR. Where can people find you? You got there eventually. You can find me on Twitter at Corp Survivors. You can find uh, the official Champs in the Making Twitter at Champs Making. Uh, We've got shit posts. We've got new episode releases. We've got Wurble Sippy Soup Tuesday that one time. We've got all sorts (laughs) of stuff going on there. Uh, Until next time. And hey, if you're a... If you're listening to this and you enjoy it, uh, give us a give us a five star review on your podcast app of choice. Yeah. Carol, that's a great idea. They should do that. They should do that. And hey, uh, we didn't say it last time either. Uh, depending on if math works correctly, you'll be listening to this on the Patreon right before Extra Life 2022. Again, Twitch.tv/slash Moonshot Network. Uh, donate and get Gastrodon back in the running. Is what the fuck are we doing here? Uh, until next <laughs> time, though, I have one thing to say, and that's. Uh, Uh, with the last bit of episode 69 energy I have bye 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 goodbye Hello, it's me again, Jay, on episode 69 of Champs in the Making. The deed is done now, and we're here in the afterglow, enjoying a little pillow talk. I get in close, and I whisper into your ear, Tandercat. I, of course, quickly realize what you're doing. You're reading off the list of patrons to the Moonshot Podcast Network Patreon, and I hit you right back with Mish Stark, JWX, Nick Bellaro. Sarah McClintock, Emma Shannon, Neil Heldare, Indigo, Ben Schwind, Brian Melvin Stapleton, Poet Beasley, Jacob Bennington, DJ Wheeler, Colin Paget Arnold, 
Riley Hopkins. That's right, I don't usually read the names of podcasters in our own network that are on our Patreon. But on episode 69, everyone gets to come and join the fun. Even Lucas, even Jesse Peterson, even Jenna, even A. Fell, Veer, Tanner, Jay Harkins, Samantha Cook, Evan Jenkins, Roma Ostman, Mayday Knight, Flips MCL, Anthony Charlier, Emery, Verdigree, Maddie, Holly Loveless, Corvid Lenore is there, Amy is there, Robin Long is here, George Colson is enjoying the fun, Griffin of the Wastes is enjoying the good times, Marissa S. is here, Hamlet Cooper, Grizzytron, Megan Huber, Joe DeVita, Funi Sherman, Morgan Gate Levin, Stephen Ketchum, Martin Lord, Daniel Miller, Douglas Matthews, I'm getting slightly more British and cultured as I read these, Corex Alexandra, Adam Butler, A. Failsafe, Jeremy Auer, Andrew Sherman, Anissa Danny, Alice Kira, John Bruce, Logan Jenkins, Michael Ornelas, Becky Scott Fairley, Wheels Wheeler, and of course, Colton Crow. Thank you.